This episode of Intelligent Medicine is brought to you by Youthful Energy, providing you with a unique energy support of pure NT Factor. NT Factor is the only nutritional formula clinically proven to reduce fatigue, whatever the cause, age, illness, or just being run down. NT Factor from Nutritional Therapeutics repairs damaged cells and restores healthy bacteria in your digestive tract. Clinical trials have shown NT Factor reduces fatigue by almost half, and it even reverses some symptoms of aging. I've been taking NT Factor for years. With a 45-day money-back guarantee, you have nothing to lose. To order, call 800-982-9158, 800-982-9158, or go to ntfactor.com. That's ntfactor.com. Welcome back to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman, today with Layla Mutin. Together we do Q&A with Layla, wherein we answer your questions. Questions come to questions at drhoffman.net. And before we get to questions, a couple of announcements. Um, we talked in part one about some questions that have arisen over the safety of supplements. Well, uh, that is part of an overall campaign to restrict our access to supplements. Yes. It's going to be used as the rationale to mm-hmm. lower the doses of certain supplements, mm-hmm. uh, giving you a maximal dose, which probably is ineffectual, uh, as well as to take certain supplements off the market because Congress, in its do-gooder guise, is attempting to, quote, protect the public from the scourges of nutritional supplement toxicity, which are virtually negligible. Yes. Um, so I'm doing everything I can to preserve our access to potent, innovative supplements of our choosing. And there's a campaign. Go to drhoffman.com slash A-N-H mm-hmm. to learn how you can take action. And if you feel so disposed, you can donate, not to me personally, but to the Alliance for Natural Health, which upholds our rights as consumers of nutritional supplements. And for a limited time, I'll be matching all donations up to a total of $5,000. So uh, we're on our way towards that $5,000 milestone, but we still need some more contributions to get there. Also, we've got a free special report available to you. It's called Immunity Reset. Personalized plan to pandemic-proof your body and build resilience for a long, healthy life. Uh, it's my musings during the time of COVID over what we can do to improve our terrain. Yes. As opposed to taking medications that are partially effective. Antoine uh, Beauchamp. Yeah. And, and what? Mm-hmm. Antoine, and Antoine Beauchamp. Antoine Beauchamp, right. Right, was a scientist. Who's the French scientist terrain. who historically uh, emphasized the importance of the terrain as opposed to Louis Pasteur, who's the proponent of the germ theory. Well, yes. uh, both are right in part. Mm-hmm. Uh, germs do cause disease. But as mm-hmm. we see in our experience with COVID, uh, those buggers can be kind of elusive. And they uh, elude some of our uh, well-intended therapies. Yeah. And as a result, it's important to increase our resilience. So new, re- new subscribers will receive a link to download this important report. And if you're already an Intelligent Medicine subscriber... Uh, if you subscribe to our newsletter, uh, check your email for a special edition of the newsletter with your download link. Yeah. Just to give a, a point of reference to everybody listening, and I'm sure they already know this, there's practically no uh, adverse reports of, of death from taking a supplement. Yet, 
there are over 200,000 deaths annually annually mm -hmm. from taking a pharmaceutical drug not an overdose of the pharmaceutical But drug as appropriately Take, prescribed as appropriately right. prescribed not as a suicidal gesture no. you know right no yeah. not ODing or not taking the wrong yeah. dose by accident just taking as prescribed mm -hmm. so they should put that in their pipes and smoke it as opposed to <laughs> Well, that's another legalization. Right. That's right. Yeah, right now. Oh, there are states where you... See, this is the mm -hmm. paradox. Mm -hmm. Some of the legislators who have sponsored legalization of uh, drugs in their state... I mean, I understand that in certain states you can get uh, methamphetamine and you can get cocaine uh, and your possession of those things, it's not a, not a crime. Mm -hmm. But now with supplements, they want to restrict your access. Huh? So, really? Yeah. <laughs> you know, how do you reconcile those Yeah, things? how do you reconcile that as yeah. right? Anyway... We have a question here. I don't have a name. I recently had to have a surgeon remove a three millimeter polyp from my colon. Mm -hmm. And now I'd like to know if there's a suggested diet I should follow to prevent getting any further polyps. Mm -hmm. Well, let's start with something that's not a supplement. It's uh, aspirin. And it, individuals who are prone to colon cancer, maybe they have a family history or they had a precancer removed. And by the way, polyps do not necessarily predict colon cancer. Yeah. They're often they're just, benign. They're often polyps. Yeah. Just, just polyps. Benign, but yeah. Let's assume that this person may have a higher predisposition. The polyp sure. signals that. So, you know, take a low-dose aspirin. Mm. But also, uh, you want really... There, a plant-based diet makes sense, not to the exclusion of animal protein, mm -hmm. but uh, you may want to avoid uh, a high proportion of charred meat, processed meat. Sure. Uh, these things may yeah. increase the likelihood... But very definitely, you want to decrease the amount of sugar. So, totally. And you want to increase your vitamin C. Because even if you are having charred meat and so forth, first of all, the marinades help to reduce that. Yes. Secondly, the vitamin C can help to, to, uh, to mitigate the nitrosamines right. from, say, a processed meat or something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Another nutrient that's important because we see a latitude effect of Uh, colon cancer is that it's relatively uncommon in equatorial regions yes and more common in uh, higher latitudes and lower latitudes mm -hmm. you know like in New Zealand and you know right. southern Australia you want, you want vitamin D vitamin D yeah the sunshine yeah. vitamin mm -hmm. uh, so that would be important uh, you may want to take certain anti-inflammatory things like uh, curcumin or EGCG mm -hmm. from mm -hmm. green tea Drink green tea. That yes. might be a good idea. Also, you want to eat a variety of vegetables and some fruit. You want to encompass at least five colors mm -hmm. in your produce a day, a minimum. Your greens, your reds, your oranges, your purples, your blues, right. your whites, your all of that. White, yeah, cauliflower white. That's what we're talking about. And I think there's yeah. some specifics on uh, lycopene. Lycopene, from, yes. Which is from tomatoes, but mm -hmm. especially... It's also uh, in watermelon. Lycopene. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but especially the, it's more bioavailable when it's in tomato sauce. Yes. Mixed with olive oil, yes. which is probably You also need good. fats to right. absorb the carotenoids. These are fat soluble vitamins, your mm -hmm. vitamin A, uh, A, uh, A, D, E, and K. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the way we see this is sometimes we'll see patients who've had colon cancer and they'll say, what do I do to prevent it from recurring? And then we'll put them on a program mm -hmm. uh, that minimizes their likelihood of recurrence. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. And there's certain, actually, uh, when you get uh, colon cancer, they'll do genetic tests. There's certain, a, a relatively small percentage, maybe 
low double digits of uh, or single digits of colon cancer cases are a genetic uh, propensity to colon cancer. Yeah, at a young age. Yeah, we yeah. have one patient who had that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. This is a 38 year old who came down with colon cancer. Yeah. Good news on uh, rectal cancer. There is a new therapy, an immunotherapy. Yes. Will you talk about that? Well, it's a I, MAB, I, right? I, I don't know that much about it, mm-hmm. other than it's a monoclonal antibody, which really scored high against rectal cancer, and so every every participant in the study, yeah, yeah, got better. Right now, this these were precancerous. Fi- file this under TGTBT. A little too good to be true. Okay. Which often, you know, they make the press reports are, you know, everybody's raving about this and they say, finally, we have a cure for cancer. Well, this may be for a certain cancer in certain individuals at a certain stage. Yeah. And so that we need not a cure for cancer, but a multiplicity of cures for different types of cancer. Even the same cancer may be different uh, characteristics in different people. Mm -hmm. So... Mm -hmm. I mean, we're making progress. No yes. Way. I mean, yes. the field of oncology is exciting. Nonetheless, we still experience, you know, hundreds and thousands of cancer deaths every year because people run out of options. Mm-hmm. The drugs ultimately don't work. Yeah, they often don't. But they'll, they'll take your money anyway. Okay, so <laughs> on that well, note. <laughs> I, it's, you have, I think, some bitter family experience in that regard. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, this comes from David. It was interesting to hear about your recent cruise and vacation in in Paris. Often these cruise companies impose their own vaccine booster mandate, even if their ports of call do not require it. I'm curious, does this mean that you have personally decided to get a booster every nine months to keep current? What are your thoughts regarding people without comorbidities, and particularly those that had the original double vaccine and subsequently recovered from COVID. Should those people get boosted? So, so Should we succumb to the pressures of government and corporations in getting boosted, even if we're not sure that the benefits outweigh the risks? Okay. Great question. uh, David. The, you know, I happen to take a Viking tour and Viking requires a, uh, you know, the initial series like the the Moderna or Pfizer two shots or Or the Johnson Johnson one shot. Plus a booster. Yeah. <clears throat> and beyond that, they don't require anything except proof that you don't have COVID. Yeah. Which you take, you take a test before you go on the plane to, which is routine for travel now. You know, yeah. you take a test, you show that you don't have COVID. And then they tested us on the boat every day. Mm. And actually, uh, five couples on the boat flunked mm-hmm. and they had to be taken off the ship and put in a hotel, you know, which is kind of sucks for vacation. Yeah. So recently I, I booked another trip with another travel company. And, uh, you know, I, th- I don't think I'm going to mention the travel company, but some of you may guess yeah. it's a non-Viking travel company. And what I noticed is uh, they had a booster requirement. And I've taken the initial series and mm-hmm. I had COVID mm-hmm. and I'm done with taking boosters. Yeah. Because I think that the boosters are minimally effective. Um, I didn't want to put any extraneous stuff in my body. Sure. And... Um, you know, I think that uh, it, it, the benefits are really minimal at yeah. this point. Because, and also the downside in a relatively healthy individual getting COVID is fairly minimal. I'm not, fortunately, mm-hmm. high in my comorbidities. I'm not obese, diabetic, hypertensive, have yes. heart disease. Yes. I mean, maybe for somebody who's very debilitated, I'd say, 
oh my goodness, what if maybe you could get some benefit for like a few weeks from a, a booster, yeah. some degree of protection. Uh, I don't think that the benefits outweigh the, the relatively small yeah. but real downsides of another vaccine. We've seen cases of people who've taken the first two shots and yes. they've boosters and they've had bad reactions. Yes, they've had bad because reactions. Because it's almost like their immune system got overstimulated. Now that not to say that there's plenty of people who took the boosters are fine, no problem. Yeah. But here, so this is actually a, a real life situation, and I I wrote this letter to the travel company. Yes. Because <clears throat> I initially I thought they're going to blink, they're going to waive this booster requirement. But as the trip got closer and closer, and they said, well, you know, you have to pay your balance and lock this in. Um, I called them up and I said, hey, what's going on? Are you going to waive the booster thing? They said, no. Our, our corporate uh, management, uh, senior management has said, you've got to take a booster uh, You know, if you haven't gotten a shot within whatever, two, like he says, nine months, 270 yeah. days. Yeah. And I hadn't. <clears throat> you know, or by the time of the trip, I would not have had a, a shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they also say, well, if you've had COVID recently, uh, you could have a letter saying you had COVID or proof that you had COVID. So this is what I wrote to them. Mm. Um, let me f- pull it up. Um so bear with me because it's, it's a little long, but I think it states the trip. I just canceled a trip with blank company because they insist on boosters. Uh, I wrote, I'm a physician trained in internal medicine with 38 years of practice experience. I and my significant other bo- booked a tour, uh, you know, and I won't mention the tour. Uh, we were prepared to take the tour until we noticed a booster requirement on your website. We both were double vaxxed. But your requirement states that if we were vaccinated more than 270 days prior to the trip, mine were in October 21, and my significant others were January 2022, we must take a booster. In lieu of that, we could provide proof of a recent within 180 days COVID infection. I got COVID within weeks of my vaccines, but that was more than 180 days before the trip. Uh, My significant other has been sick with COVID-like symptoms, but never tested positive. We're now faced with a dilemma. A much-awaited trip may need to be canceled, or else, as a physician, I can avail myself of my medical contacts to obtain a phony doctor's letter to attest to a recent case of COVID. Mm. Alternatively, I can throw caution to the wind and attempt to get COVID over the next few weeks to fit your requirements. Wow. I follow the medical literature carefully. If the current boosters were actually efficacious at preventing the now mostly mild variants of COVID, I would be on board, even if they weren't and they dramatically reduce transmission, I would get the jab for the sake of my fellow voyagers. Neither is the case, according to medical studies, I can cite for you. Mm-hmm. Neither my significant other nor I suffer from comorbidities mm-hmm. that would render us vulnerable to hospitalization or death, and we're willing to take personal responsibility for our health. Moreover, while most people tolerate the boosters, I've seen numerous cases in my medical practice of people who now regret taking them due to serious short-term or even long-term side effects. There's now even an emerging consensus that continuously overstimulating the immune system can paradoxically lead to increased susceptibility to COVID. Mm. And that's there are papers on that. Mm. Um, it's not necessarily proven or demonstrated, but that is a realistic prospect. You know, with yeah. four, five, six injections, I mean, it does maybe um, cause immune system exhaustion. The letter continues, Virtually everyone who I see with COVID now has been vaccinated and boosted often recently. Yes. Recently returned from a Viking tour where the requirement was only for the two-shot series. Why is your company the outlier? Originally, I kept my reservation because I assumed as the pandemic waned, your company would relax its requirements by trip time. Now it appears that it will irrationally stick to its guns. 
this whole thing leaves me with a bad taste about your company. I'm probably going to have to cancel, but I needed to vent my dissatisfaction with the way your company is conducting itself during the pandemic. How is a private company to whom I'm paying premium dollars entitled to dictate my medical choices? By the way, does this policy have to do with just Canada's stringent requirements uh, or is it a company-wide edict? Because the the trip was to Canada and it turns out, no, it's company-wide. I would appreciate the courtesy reply request you show this letter to your medical advisors with whom I'd be happy to correspond. Uh, even if our trip is ruined, I hope the complaints like mine will provide impetus for you to revise your policies in the future. Sincerely, uh, Ronald L. Hoffman, MD. So, you know. What an eloquent letter. And then I, I spoke, you know, so they mm-hmm. sent this to, to, you know, the guest services mm-hmm. and they gave me the courtesy of a call and they kind of, you know, kind of says, you know, a lot of people are complaining and we understand your position. We're really sorry, but this is the way it is. This is, yeah. It's like, you know, basically <clears throat> pound the pavement. Yeah. <laughs> it's so interesting that you'd have to jump through so many hoops and the cruise you were on in Paris. Meanwhile, my sister came here to New York City right. from Geneva, Switzerland in the middle of May to the end of May. Right. She w- was not required to get a COVID test, a PCR test, a rapid test, a nothing to come here, nor to return back. Wow. Nothing, because according to Switzerland, this pandemic is over. Okay. Well, you know... Go to Switzerland, Dr. Hoffman. You won't have to do If you look at Twitter, Uh you see comments like people saying, Mm -hmm. the people are gaslighting you to say that the pandemic is over. They're, you know, they're wrong. Mm -hmm. So, So there are people who are really clinging to it. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. True. I have noticed an uptick in masks. Oh, yes. I'm noticing this week. two and three masks. Here in New York. Here in New York. And I I was, I went jogging this morning. <laughs> and, you know, it's way out of the open. The wind is blowing. Yeah. And uh, this little gal comes running by and uh, she's got her mask on. Yeah. She's outside running with a mask on. Wow. You know, and I, I mean, I don't know what to say anymore. Yeah, you know? yeah. I saw a man on the train, on the subway, and I wanted to take a picture of it, but I didn't want to be so forward or anything. And his shirt said, hey, zombies, you don't need to wear a mask outside. And that's all it said. That's all it said. And I saw it, and I just started smiling. I'm like, (laughs) yeah, you don't need to wear. And uh, I don't know. I just here we are well, in all this madness. Yeah, yeah. Well, now it's the monkeypox. Oh, and yes. It's uh, is that the reason for the double and triple masks I'm seeing? I think it's creating some anxiety. Yeah. Uh, the World Health Organization has increased it to a level two. Right. Alert. And uh, the CDs, CDC is saying everybody start wearing a mask again. There's another opportunity. Yeah. Well, the thing about monkeypox, just to parenthetically, is that it's usually transmitted by contact. It seems to be sexually transmitted. Hmm. And there's uh, a, a relatively high percentage that occur in men who have sex with men. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, it, uh, however, it can be transmitted in a respiratory fashion, but rarely. It requires a lot more close contact, and it's much less transmissible by the aerosol route than right. COVID. I think a lot of people are mistaking it for smallpox, which right. is a completely different yeah. thing. Right. So it's it's important to make Very that distinction. Very devastating, potentially fatal. Yes. Uh, it's disfiguring. Mm-hmm. Uh, and look, this is, monkeypox is no joke. I mean, you get swollen lymph nodes and you get like these ugly pustules in your body, but rarely does it uh, result in really serious yeah. uh, illness. Yeah. I mean, yeah. 
I, the cases, I mean, maybe there's uh, a couple dozen cases in the entire United States. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's, yeah. So anyway, well, uh, time for one question, if you have one. Uh, actually, this is the one. All right. What, this comes from Chris. What is the best time to take alpha lipoic acid? Can you please opine on the best time to take it? I'm currently taking 600 milligrams a day, one capsule with breakfast, one with dinner, right. but I'm reading that food hinders the absorption. Right. Right. Is it best to take before bedtime? Right. That would be one large dose of 600 right before bed. I'm wondering if the half-life matters or if I'm reading about taking away from food is the best way to right. go. What say you? Well, you know, sometimes with these questions, it's six of one, half dozen of the other. Uh, so the... It is true that alpha lipoic acid, there's some interference with food. Yeah. And that it is best taken on an empty stomach. Mm. The problem with alpha lipoic acid is that it is a little bit irritating the stomach. Yes. And it's a sulfur-based compound. It has a little bit of an acidic characteristic. It bothers some people. Mm -hmm. So we generally suggest for uh, palatability and tolerance Mm -hmm. that people take it with food. But... You know, if you want to max out its benefits, then take it away from food if you tolerate yeah, it. If you tolerate right. it, right. But, you know, I, I, I try not to make vitamin taking such a OCD experience. True. You know, because it, you know, it's like, well, this one yeah. you have to take away from food, this one with food, and it's like you have to take it in divided doses so you get sustained effects through the day and you do morning, noon, and night and, mm-hmm. you know, it mm-hmm. can get a little nutsy. So right. uh, I personally take all my vitamins with food. Yes. Because it helps me, me to too. choke them down. Yep. I, I take them twice a day mm-hmm. uh, because some of the vitamins, you know, mm-hmm. like vitamin C and the B vitamins have a short uh, uh, time of action. Yes. Uh, so, you know, but I can't be persuaded to do it more than twice a day. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. It's got to fit into your lifestyle, you know. But, we do have some yeah. patients who, who can take things True. multiple times a day. Multiple well, times and in between meals, and they make it work. I have one patient who, just one, mm-hmm. who takes her thyroid medication four times a day. Because when she takes wow. the proper dose all at once, she gets jittery. Huh. And so I said, well, split it you know, in two. And she said, that's better, but I'm still a little jittery. So we, let's do it three times. And finally, we decided let's do 15, 15, 15, 15. And she says, that's just right. I said, well, if you can do that. That's Goldilocks. You found it. God bless. Wow. Man, it takes a lot of... It does because the thing about taking thyroid replacement is you have to take it on empty stomach. Right, 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 right. (gasps) And you can't take it anywhere near calcium, magnesium, or iron. Yeah. So, because that interferes with it. But, you know, like one out of hundreds of patients. uh, I think one of those, she's taking at five, five in the morning. Right. Or something. We tried to work something out. Of when you know the best times. Well, to take. If you, I guess one way of doing that is if you wake. Some people wake up early and then they go back to sleep. Yeah, so keep it take, on the night table. Right, keep it on the night table. One and then take another one. Yes. you know, like three four hours later, and mm-hmm. you know that mm-hmm. that could work. Maybe that could work. Yeah, yeah. But it can be tricky. But kudos to the people who were able to. Yeah. Take it and feel better. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, as to, I mean, there are certain supplements that are best taken away from food, the amino acids, for example. Yes. Uh, you know, if you want it for brain health. Right, uh, right. Certain things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but most, you know, especially fat-soluble things do better with food. With food. Now, lipoic acid is different. It's a polar substance, so it doesn't, uh, uh, fat doesn't help its absorption. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, thank you, Chris, for that question. Yeah. All I, right. Chris is an in- Veterate 
supplement taker. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, that's it for today. We thank you for your questions. Uh, remember that free download of our uh, uh, our uh, immunity immune reset uh, paper. Mm-hmm. It's a white paper that's uh, very comprehensive about how you can uh, boost your innate immunity. And uh, remember our Save Our Supplements uh, program uh, campaign. It's a action alert because when Congress gets back after summer, yeah, uh, and uh, they stop getting distracted by other things mm. that seem more pressing, like hearings. <laughs> that we, well, they, they're going to get down to business, which is to restrict our supplements. So yes. uh, we'd like to push back against that. Yes, and we appreciate all your help. And remember, the destination for questions is questions at drhoffman.net. Thank you. Correct. Thank you, Layla. Have a great week. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is the Intelligent Medicine Podcast. This is Layla Mutin, RD. I see patients regularly, along with Dr. Hoffman. If you require a nutrition consult with me but live out of town, there's no need to travel to New York City. I have telephone consultations with clients from all over the country. Please visit drhoffman.com for more information. And to set up an appointment, call 212-779-1744. That's 212-779-1744. I look forward to being a collaborator in your health care.